Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Super Rugby AU Round 2 and Super Rugby Althoro Round 1 preview brought to you by New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host with the most this evening, um, and uh, joining me is Cornflake. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm the guest with the best uh, yes, opinions. There we go. It's going to work. Double it? whammy. We're on fire to start off already. Look at that. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Um, so, yeah, this is your second time doing this because obviously you've done, it, you've done it on your own channel on the Cornflake channel already, and um, with Shane, who we had here on the. Um, standoff show last night talking um, NRL with Brad so uh, you can uh, go and see if uh, Cornflake has changed his mind in the last two hours um, between doing it then and, or, or four hours uh, as to um, uh, between then and now but hey um, let's get straight into it because we have got four whole games to get through this week hey, wow um, kicking us off we have the Highlanders versus the uh, Crusaders um, and uh, uh, the list for the, well, Solomon Alamalo comes in at fullback for the uh, Highlanders. Uh, his first game, or his first competitive game for them. Uh, Conor Gonbash up on one wing. Um, Punavai and Tomkinson are in the centres with Nariki on the uh, other wing. Mitch Hunt and Aaron Smith are going to be running things uh, for 9 and 10. Uh, then uh, in the pack, uh, the front row will be uh, Leonard Brown, Dixon, uh, Tokalahi with uh, the other Dixon, Josh and uh, Jack Regan. Um, in the engine room, and then back uh, a loose trio of um, uh, Frizzell, Harmon, Billy Harmon again. His his first game, first game for the team, and Michaeli Tuu. Um, and uh, wow, the man in the straw hat has decided to join us as well. How are you doing, Stephen? Well, very good, thank you, gentlemen. Um, and right on cue too. Well, you're a bit late, but hey, we'll we'll, we'll let you off. <laughs> these, these these old fellas can't uh, can't tell the time properly. That's the problem. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and just uh, quickly the, with the bench there, Coltman, um, Honek, uh, Thwaites to the front row, Evans, Liam Squire, uh, Fakatava, uh, Josh Awani, and Hugh Renton. And I guess for me, guys, um, the one uh, surprise here is seeing Josh Awani on the bench um, and not starting at 15 uh, with um, Solomon Alamalo getting the, the nod there. Um, Cornflake, this is your team. Your thoughts on the on the lineup? 
Oh, strong. Good. Um, trying to think of some spectacular words. Uh, look, our biggest strength is going to be the, the back row headache that we've kind of been building up as in the preseason. Is it? How good is it going to be to have a guy like Liam Squire uh, come rumbling on later on the match to replace whoever's playing the most average out of Frizzell Harmon or McAley too? What's going to be interesting is, is what we get out of Billy Harmon, though, I think, because the former Crusader up against the Crusaders, game one, new team, New Jersey. He's going to be an interesting one. Um, and, of course, like you said, that number 10, Mitch Hunt. I think, you know, he's come a long way in the last couple of years. If you had said to me last season or even, you know, the season before, I would have gone, oh, no, you know, Yuani, no question. It's got to be Yuani starting in 10. But Mitch Hunt's really put his hand up, I think, over the last um, 12 months, definitely, and has become a pretty solid uh, number 10 at this sort of level for the Highlanders. He's molded quite well for the team. So can't complain about that, but I'm excited to see yeah, obviously something's come out pretty good from the preseason for Connor Garden Bishop to be getting that number fourteen jumper, um, and it's also exciting to see Solomon Alomalo that um, well any jersey I don't care what jersey he wears um, as long as it's got two digits on it, um, you know he's going to be exciting and explosive and um, he's going to make things happen. So it's a, it's a good start. Um, I think built wise this team uh, is building depth. You know it, it's getting better. I think the fact that we have a lot of those guys who can, um, you know, start or come off the bench is uh, only going to be good for this team. But uh, it's a baptism of fire in the opening round, isn't it, against a team like the Crusaders. So we'll see. But, yeah, team-wise, on paper, looking at just the squad, uh, it's a good start. And Jack Regan, the Irishman, good to see him there. Talking of fire, the, obviously the uh, the sofa burning ceremony. And uh, Aaron says you've just, you're back from uh, University Oval. So good to see that, uh, <laughs> yes, after you've done that, you've, you've made it back in time. Um the uh, good evening, Simon. Everyone else here in the live chat. Good to have you there. Uh, look, um, the yeah, you're right. I mean, look, Highlanders um, bench with uh, you say Liam Squire, Joshuani, uh, both um, All Blacks. That's uh, yeah, something that you guys haven't had the the luxury of um, in recent seasons. So that's so ha- that's a uh, yeah, the the strength in depth, as you said, um, particularly in that back row, but in other positions as well, is, is, is definitely a step up for the Highlanders this season, uh, which is great to see. To me, the only question is how quickly they gel. Um, in there, up against obviously the reigning champions in the Crusaders with Will Jordan, uh, Sevi Reese, and uh, Lester Fainuku on the, the the back three, Goodhue and Dallas McLeod in the number twelve jersey there, um, Bryn Hall, Rich Mwanga in nine and ten, across your front row, Moody Taylor and Al Alatoa, with uh, Scott Barrett and Whitelock uh, in the engine room. Scott Barrett is captain uh, there, Blackadder Christie. Uh, Cullen Grace as your back as, as, as your loose trio off the bench. Um, Brady McAllister, Bauer, Fletcher Newell, uh, Strange, Havili, uh, Sione Havili, that is, um, Drummond, uh, Burke, and uh, F- um, Fire Um, Stephen, good to see that uh, Will Jordan's injury uh, has, has been overcome and he can get, uh, get on the pitch. Yeah, great, great to see. Listen, just before we step away from that Highlanders team. Uh, one one interesting feature that stood out straight away when I saw the naming of the side was the was the bench split of six forwards and two backs. Guys, uh, Hugh Renton wearing that number 20, 23 jersey. So just the just the two uh, replacement backs there with uh, obviously the likes of um, <clears throat> Josh Iwani who can play. You can either slot into to fullback or into uh, a first five as we know. And and, and for our Fukutava, well, we know what he'll <clears throat> he'll bring off the bench. So. Listen, Tony Brown, obviously, under no illusions that 
that they're going to have to front up when they take on this Crusaders outfit. So I suppose before we even look at the likes of the, the Will Jordans of this world, <clears throat> I think if you can get parity with the Crusaders at um, in, the, in the forwards, I think that's what the uh, the Highlanders will be looking to do. And this little paper pack that they've put together looks more than capable. And uh, if anybody knows the Crusaders game, anybody than the Crusaders, I suppose Billy Harmon will have a little bit of an insight into the way that they play. Yeah, no, absolutely. Having that uh, insight information will be um, will, will be good for them. Um, as 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 you say, you say yeah, up front is where you've got to do it first. And as um, uh, Nocturnal Rights says in the live chat, the uh, Crusaders only got twenty nine All Blacks to court to to choose from. So, so obviously, some All Blacks don't even make it into the match day squad. Um, the <laughs> um, but a couple of new names. There. I mean, I think the probably the the, the one that um, surprised a few people is that number twelve jersey going to um, Dallas McLeod uh, there. Um, that's going to be an interesting one, a, def a, a, a step down from the sort of quality they've had over the last couple of seasons, I, I would say, um, conflict. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you look at that Highlanders team, and typically over the seasons, we talked about the Highlanders, you look at it and you, you look at that midfield as somewhere they've had, had okay players, but no world-beating outstanding sort of guys, you know, the, the Rob Thompsons and the other C.O. Tompkinsons and guys like that. They're, they're okay. Some have a little bit of a, you know, a red streak in their mind, but, you know, they're, they're not going to uh, set your world alight, whereas the Crusaders have had that on their side of the, the crotties of this world and now the good hues and things like that. But this is, I think, a little bit of a, a leveller now, um, having a newcomer into that midfield up against probably, you'd say, almost the Highlanders might have a little bit of a nudge there with a guy like Punavo's had a little bit more time around this sort of level, not much, uh, but he has been there or thereabouts uh, before. So that's something I think is going to hopefully level this game out a little bit more. You may see, you know, the Crusaders having to work around, you know, that sort of guy or, or what, how that's going to affect their play, having a, a relative youngster. But I mean, you look at the rest of the team and you say last season when they had guys like, you know, Cullen Grace who was in his first season uh, with them and he just absolutely blew the world alight. So, you know, I could be stretching, uh, clutching at straws that we're going to have a little bit of a weakness in a Crusaders team, but um, he's hoping that it might be something they can attack through some um, big carries through that midfield and hopefully uh, setting Alamalo, the man who will stay injury-free all season, uh, alight. But um, this is typical Crusaders, though. That's what they do. They just get guys rumbling through and they just do their job and that's all they need to worry about. And we're like we've said year after year, that's why they're so good. This guy will come into the team. He knows what he knows what he's got to do. He knows inside of Moang is not going to put any undue pressure on him. He knows outside him if he gets stuck, he's got a guy like Goodhue who can bail him out. And that's just why this team is up the. Well, it's the best, isn't it? There's no one to compete with them so far. Yeah, um, uh, it's and, and and whilst we do have Fletcher Newell and uh, Che Fikai uh, coming in as debutants off the bench as well, uh, we've seen that when they brought debutants in off the bench in previous seasons, like Severus, Reese, they've gone on to become All Blacks in the same season. So. Um, you look at them and go, oh, perhaps there's an opportunity. And then they end up stepping up and being the best player on park. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Nocturnal Rights, they're reckoning that, that uh, the um, Crusaders will be obviously trying to play, uh, trying to do a controlling game and then pull away at the end. Yeah, look, um, the Crusaders are the best team at uh, scoring from their own half. All the other teams very rarely, if you, if you, as long as they're in their own half, they very rarely score. I went, had a, a, a stats session uh, that, I went, that I attended on Tuesday morning. Um, so yeah, that back three, um, especially with Will Jordan uh, to, uh, to 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 lead those, those counter attacks, and then with Severus Reese and Lester Vanganuku um, running in supporting lines, that's uh, the, the, our Highlanders' kicking game is going to have to be spot on 
um, mm. if they are going to try and play any kind of territory game. But uh, yeah, playing at pace is going to be important for them. Any thoughts on Stephen before we head over the ditch to Australia? Uh, no, I think we should almost head over the ditch now because just looking at that side, it is strong. You want to you want to see the that the um, the Highlanders turn this competition on on its head with a with a with a great start. And, and listen, they'll they'll go in with no end of confidence. But boy, I just look at that that back three. It's just seriously scary and some firepower to come off the bench as well with mm. obviously George Bauer who made his debut as an All Black last year and watch out for Fletcher Newell really highly rated he was the player of the tournament for Canterbury under 19 under 19s down in Taupo two seasons ago and he is very very highly rated uh, uh, young man of course uh, Shea Fihaki we know what he can do as well but I, I, I do question how much game time he's going to have if that back three are running hot yeah, Remember absolutely. what happened last time, uh, last season, the first game between these two teams, uh, where it was about oh, 15 minutes to go or so, and it, I think there was about five points, two, three, five points in it or so. It was a really close, tight game, and we were in for an absolute cracker, and then the Crusaders absolutely just, you know, said, okay, we've had enough, and we want to have some fun, and scored about three unanswered tries and one at 40-20, if I'm not mistaken, and that's... And that's just what they can do. Uh, and like guys in the chat are saying, you, you can't sleep on the Highlanders need to go into that end with the lead if they want to have any chance of winning this game. They've got to go into that final quarter of the match with a 10-point lead, a 15-point lead, as, as much as possible, obviously. Uh, but you, you just you can never go into a close ending with the Crusaders, and it, it's always going to play on your mind that, that doubt that this is a team, no matter if they're on their own five-meter line, if they've got the ball and it's less than 80 minutes or even after 80 minutes, uh, they will still punish you and they can take a game away from you in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah I know um, Ray's Robinson, their the, the slow starting uh, reputation ha uh, to the season has also disappeared as well. So not mm. even that ray of comfort. Yeah, I, so, think, I, was about, I was about to say, what's, what Steve said is right. I think you just need a fast, a really fast start, get points on them, create a bit of scoreboard pressure because I think they're one of those teams, even if you stay in the fight with them, like mm. you say, you've heard back to last year, year's game, that they just find a way of breaking you down and strangling you. Right then, so yeah, heading over to the ditch then for the uh, first game over there, Reds versus Rebels, um, and some interesting selections by the Reds uh, for their one. Um, on the front row of Xander, Mathy and Topu, uh, to, uh, who was on the bench last weekend, um, Blythe and Uru in the engine room, Scott Young, McWright and Wilson are the uh, exciting Lucys, uh, Tate McDermott and Jock Campbell in the number 10 jersey there uh, with Hunter Passami and Hamish Stewart in the 12 and 13 jersey. Um, Jordan Pattaya out on one wing, um, Filippo Dongunu on the other, and James O'Connor at fullback. Off the bench, Nasser, Hoopert, um, uh, uh, Fotikaya, uh, Smith, Wallace, uh, Sarovi, Hegarty, uh, and um, Vunivalu, who's, uh, who's uh, had his naughty boy um, slap on the wrist and is now allowed to uh, come and play. But I think, really, it's that back line um, a combination that they've chosen um, with um, Hamish Stewart in the 13 jersey. Really a strange one. James O'Connor at 15 and uh, Jock Campbell at 10. Any three players you probably expected to play Cornflake, just not in those jerseys. Well, how much time are they going to spend in those jerseys effectively on the field is probably the biggest question about. I mean, you can put them there, but yeah, it's a, it's a bit like putting Bowden Barrett or, or geez, um, Damien McKenzie in a 15 jumper. They more often than not will play in, in 10. So, um, Yep, they'll, they'll run on like that, but um, 
it's a bit like how they play, isn't it? They those guys all like to switch around, and it kind of gives them that versatility throughout their team and versatility to, to their game as well, so they can adjust um, to how the game's going and um, how they think the thing's going to run out. But I mean, it's, it's the rebels, and does it does it taste a little bit of um, you know, maybe taking them a little bit lightly? I don't know. I I don't rate this rebels team too highly, and looking at the team they're throwing out here as well doesn't um, change my mind too much. So. You know, the way the Reds are going, the form that they're in, they've brought the big boy up front back on. He's going to have some fun. Um, well, and it's that big battle of those two number threes that I'm excited to see as well uh, between these two sides. But yeah, the, the Reds, the Reds are in full control. Um, and I don't, it doesn't matter what shirt those guys are wearing. O'Connor will control the game uh, like he did last week, and it's his battle again with his opposite. Well, what will be an opposite number ten uh, in Matt Tamil. That's going to be the the real. Uh, decisive part of this match is how those two guys play, especially the style that Tamua brings, but more on that for the Rebels. Yeah, maybe there is a bit of horses for courses here um, by bringing Hunter Basami. No, oh, we've frozen him. We've killed him. <laughs> you you might just yourself. Here we go. He's back. Sorry? Did you I froze up there. But yeah, Did you I? froze oh, up. So to redo um, that bit. <laughs> And that might be why they brought Sami in closer, is that you can be up against Reese Hodge, who's not a small boy uh, in that 12 jersey. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, Reese Hodge running down that channel with O'Connor and uh, Hamish Stewart would have been a different prospect. So maybe that's why they've, they've brought him in. Maybe it's a bit of horses for courses in there, um, which will um, be, be interesting to see. So let's just run through that Rebel side then. Elof, Ulesi, um, Femi Asuli on the front row, Cummins and um, Hosea uh, in the engine room, Wilkin, Hardwick, Wells are the loose trio. Um, Powell and Tamua are going to run things. Hodge and uh, Illy are your centres um, with uh, Corabetti, Latchlin, Anderson and Tom Picus as the uh, back three. Off the bench, Craig, Adele uh, Kalahi, um, Van Neck, Luetta, uh, Kemeny, Tuttle, Vayahu and um, uh, Lamani. So, yeah, I mean, a number of, uh, yeah, you say quite a few, uh, you'd expect that quite a few new, newish names in that back line, um, no hail at Petty or those sort of players um, in there. So yeah, a bit of a, a, a it's yeah. I'm I'm not expecting much from this Rebels team to be honest. Um, Stephen, any? Sorry, go on in, Steve. You're shaking your head. He's he's well, muted himself. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say a player that's really interesting there. The, the 13 jersey for Rebels is that Stacey Ely from the uh, Hawks Bay Magpies. Um, I would uh, guess so. Uh, I don't know how many Stacey Illies there are running around. <laughs> no. no, no, he certainly has. Not a very common name. So, yeah, yep, yeah, it is. Yeah, Stacey Illy from, from the Magpies who's had over there. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it got, is, it's, yeah. got, the, it's got the former former Rebels player, Stacey Illy. So maybe he's played a little bit before for the Rebels. He played for the Melbourne but, Rising in 2015. Ah, there you go. Um, these and, then, and then went over to Connett for a couple of years and has come back again. Yep. Well, you know, be this continue. Be interesting to see how he goes in this company. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold on this Rebel team to be honest with you. Um, they've kind of. It's. I called it a, a bit of a patchwork team. Uh, mm. They got strength in some places, but it, it's it falls off massively. So you look through the team. Yeah, like uh, Joe Powell and Tamua. Really, really key. Corabetti as well, Hodge. But then, you know, outside of that, it's like 
Tom Pincus is probably your most experienced guy through there, and he, he hasn't been around too long either. And the pack does much the same. I like the Wilkin Hardwick well sort of combination, but Cummins and Jose in the second row, not considerably experienced there. Uh, Farmer Sealy, I'm excited to see him. You'll see again if he can stay injury free, will be good. But Elof, uh, another unknown. So you get you get one or two good players, and you get one or two unknowns. And I mean, Australia's not like the Crusaders, is that we don't sit here and go, well, we're going to have a, a Wallaby in six months' time. So I don't know if we're going to get that same sort of strength popping through. But, I mean, this is what Australia needs to do, though. This is where they've got to find these next range guys coming through and up to that next level. And, I mean, the Waratahs are doing it pretty hard right now, but they are bringing a lot of youth through their team. We'll talk about that at the end and then match up. But I think the Rebels are a side that are going to be doing or have to do much of the same here. Losing a lot of experience. You talk about those guys uh, that they've lost there earlier, Paul. But this, um, we get to find out. But it's hard, isn't it? It's much like the Highlanders start for them against Crusaders, this is tough because they would have been watching this game last week, the Rebels, and going, let's discover how this Reds team's going to play competition-wise. And they would have watched that game against the Waratahs and they would have gone, oh, crap. <laughs> We're in the spot of bother now. Uh, you know, they would have liked to study it. They would have liked the Waratahs to do better and, and kind of, you know, put a bit of, not knocking their confidence, but boy, the Reds will be sky high now. They'll be they'll be happy as, as any old chaps and they'll be firing into this one. Um, full guns blazing, and you got to feel sorry that the Rebels probably will just bear the brunt of the rolling ball down the hill. Yeah, and look, if that pack can give them some, give, give them some platform, um, Nocturnal Wright says, is it worth swapping Tamua and Hodge around uh, the way that Hodge played for the Wallabies at 10? Look, it means they can have two playmakers. They can play left and right with Tamua and Hodge. Um, so yes, again, a bit like for the Reds where you've got three playmakers with numbers on their backs, who's actually going to be first receiver? I think you can see, you'll see, the, see something similar from recent Hodge um, sorry, Reese and Hodge? No, Reese Hodge and Matt Tamua. Um, <laughs> um, switching around uh, who is first receiver, who's not, um, perhaps putting one of them slipping even out to the 13 channel to be that wider kicking option and things like that. So I think you'll, yeah, it's, um, again, don't necessarily, the, the numbers on their backs might not be about uh, exactly where they're playing the full the full part of the game for, this, for those two players as well. I think um, Matt Tamua is going to be massive as well, how he plays. We, we know he's a good enough player, but I found some games last season he would just aimlessly kick trying to, I don't know, spark something, but just out of ideas or out of options. You know, they've, they've tried charging Reese Hodge through the middle. They've tried slipping some some short balls to forwards. You know, they just seem to don't have a, a, a second or third plan that just ends up being like, well, we'll just hack it downfield and hope something happens from that. Um, so Tumul is going to be key because if he if he's on song and he's playing well, kicking with purpose, running at the at the line like he does very well for a, a number ten, uh, they will go all right. Uh, but if they don't get that sort of mindset game from him, they could be in even more trouble. Yeah, and for me, it's important that Tumul plays in the dry. To me, as a wet player, mm. not a good uh, not a good option at ten. Um, Steve, should we come home and uh, to to a team that's your? Couple of teams that you're you're, you're more more uh, au fait with, um, and uh, talk about the Hurricanes versus the Blues. Uh, first up, then uh, we have the Hurricanes with uh, Armstrong, um, Amua, uh, Lomax across the front there, Blackwell and Scrafton in the uh, engine room, Fafita Flanders and Adi Surveyor as your loose trio. Adi Surveyor in his hundredth cap as well as captaincy, so big game for him. Uh, big games for the uh, nine and ten there as well. Uh, to a Martini. Uh, and Garden Bashup, uh, how are they going to go? Obviously, uh, TJ Perinara and um, uh, up in Japan and Bowden Barrett also left as well. Um, but at least they always have 
that uh, get out of jail option of La Mappi in 12 and then Proctor in 13. Julian Surveyor gets the nod at in, in the 11th jersey, rolling back the years. Um, Houston on the other wing and uh, Jordy Barrett at fullback off the bench. Riccatelli, um, Namai, uh, Fidel, Princep, Karifi, um, Campbell on debut, uh, Peter Amang and Jensen, um, and um, Rayasi, who I must admit I thought I, I would have had in that 11 jersey. Um, Stephen, you, you, you're shaking your head at some of my, some of my pronunciations, I think. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just shaking my head at uh, the quality of the of, of the bench of this Hurricane side. Man, they've got some. It's it's pretty handy when you've got the, uh, both uh, Rayasi and uh, Peter Umanga Jensen on the bench, and also we know what a talent that uh, Luke Campbell. But also uh, um, we've also got uh, Duplessis Karifi as well, who can. Uh, we know what a good seven he is. So there is plenty of plenty of options. It's 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 a very strong side. Um, in my opinion, but obviously Dane, Dane Coles, who's not in the team at, at the minute. And uh, once again, really strong through the, mid, the midfield. I suppose the only area where they are a little bit, well, not so much unknown, Jackson Garden Bishop and, and uh, Jonathan uh, Tomatane at, uh, in, the, in the nine jersey will have to step up um, with the departure of uh, TJ Perinata. But no, good side. I like it. Yeah, and with a lot of players playing off nine nowadays rather than off ten, um, there's, a, 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 there's a lot of weight on his shoulders. Uh, and there's also a lot of weight on Garden Bashup's shoulders to call the ball out to him when he wants it and get that kicking right. As Nocturnal Wright said, pre-season, they're, they, they're, um, they're, they were kicking ball away perhaps a bit too, a bit, a bit too often. Um, and so the decision-making uh, in that axis between that 9, 10 and 15 with um, Jordy Barrett coming up potentially into first playmaker, um, as we see him do as well, is going to be key uh, for this team because, look, that's a very subtle pack. That pack has played together a lot. Um, we, they they should be good at the breakdown. They should be good. Uh, they, they should be able to get. Perhaps don't have the grunt uh, of some teams, but that's still a. But it's a pack that should work well together. And as you say, um, they shouldn't dip at the hour mark when the bench comes on either. So yeah, look, a lot of people not rating the Hurricanes this year. I think they're perhaps people are being a little bit too uh, harsh on them. I think they've got a decent side um, in there. Corflake, any, any any kind of comments before I go head up north to the Blues? Well, you, you've pretty much hit everything on the head that I'll probably pinpoint on this sort of um, team. A mobile pack, probably adding to what you're saying before, it's it's not a big you know uh, digger rumbling through. These guys get around the park very fast. If they get open play, they're very good in support. And, you know, they can, by themselves, you know, on a half break, they can make something happen and put points on the board. So guys like, yeah, especially Fafida and, and Salvia will get around the park. They've got the a real engine room, engine room of that second row, isn't it? It's guys... Joe, like those journeyman guys that just do their roles. They just scrum well, they hit rucks, and they win lineouts. Um, Scrafton and Blackwell, I think, you know, these stocks have gone up uh, fairly well just by working and doing what they do. You know, they, they're not flashy, um, but they do those jobs very, very well. So it's, it's, a, it's a solid pack that's generally not going to let you down at doing the things that they are there to do. Um, so that's what's good. But yeah, that 9 is a problem. But, I mean, look at the other side of the park and, and there's the equal problems on the other side. But I do think they probably needed 12. As, as great a player as La Mappi is, don't get me wrong there, but they needed 12. That's probably more of a, a game controller, like a, a Ryan Crotty sort of player that would make things happen and, and, you know, demand the team around in space of having not a very experienced 10. Uh, La Mappi will just, just sit out there and, and wait 
for something to come his way rather than actually making something happen. I think that could be where things get a little bit disjointed. Um, but what I did find interesting about this matchup is they're touting it now on social media is about all the brothers. Um, so you got, you know, the two Savias on, on one side oh, and you got the two Ioannis on the other side. So, yeah, there's a little bit of interest, the the, the uh, brother battle. There you go. <laughs> oh, they, I mean, the Hurricanes used to be the, because the, the, they obviously with um, uh, oh, Billy, Billy, yeah, they're, they're Billy Proctor's brother, um, and they're two garden bashups. And yep. there, was, there, was, there was a couple of young, they had all there's those, yeah, they, they practically a team of them. Um, uh, nocturnal rights askers will, um, for feet to stay tight or go wide. Um, my guess is that they'll play uh, Amua and Fafita wide, um, and Ali Tavea staying central because he's captain and, and that leadership. Um, I guess that, that is also another another issue here of Reed Princip, not really a lock, is he? Um, and yet he's the locking replacement. Uh, so uh, I guess Fafita might move into the locks if Princip comes in, if one of those locks has to go off. So um, we might see Fafita start on at six and then move into to, um, uh, to the four or five jersey. Uh, Isn't it uh, weird? Something else. Uh, sorry, Savia's back at seven. He's been playing yes. eight for how long now? I, I just realised that it's like uh, mixing things around. They'll, they'll, they could just put Savia back to eight, take Flanders off, put Karifi back into seven, move Fafita into the second row, put Prinzip in at six. They could completely change things around. The whole dynamic of that yeah. whole you know two back row, uh, back rows would be yeah. That that's Ta-da. quite versatile. I thought it's quite exciting. Yeah, ton of ton of mobility. In fact, uh, yeah. it's a heck of a, that's a heck of a compliment to Devin Flanders that he's actually starting at, at the number eight at the back end of Mitre 10 Cup. Absolutely outstanding for the uh, Hawks Bay Mag- Magpies in 2020. And as a player that is on the rise, I know we've got some good number eights running around. Well, <laughs> he's just another one to add to that list, I guess. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. And as on Nani Lamalpe, I reckon... I don't know, all the talk coming out of Wellington and Laomapi himself, I think he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder this year and he's got a bit he's got a bit to prove. Yeah, it's not we'll talk about so yeah, this this pack is, is is too loose. And I guess that, that that's what um Cornflake was talking about. Very mobile pack, not one that wants to get into a bun fight. Um, absolutely, uh, with this one. But it does mean that they can cut loose big time. If it, yeah, so if the um if the blues again get their kicking game wrong or, or allow this to become a broken field play game. Then this team can, uh, can can really rip that uh, rip that to pieces. So I remember a couple of years ago, Stephen, when everyone was saying how we had no replacement for Kieran Reed in New Zealand rugby, and once he retires, we're all down the toilet. Remember those days? What the hell? Yeah. What are they talking yeah, that, about? That, that, that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? There are some really good uh, number eights running around, and and you know you've also got guys um, like. Um, like uh, the, your boy who plays down, he's playing the number six jersey for Zell for uh, the Highlanders, who I reckon he could step into the number eight jersey as well, not to mention Liam Squire and also Mickey Ely too. My God, it's crazy, crazy good. Well, uh, Colin Grace is also someone that uh, the Crusaders are talking about being an eight. So we'll see how he goes sure. in that one. He was one of the top uh, sixes last season, let's be honest. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the, the Crusaders saying, yeah, look, he's an eight. That's where he wanted to play. Um, going forward. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, moving on to the Blues then. Um, and um, uh, yeah, which, uh, this is one where you're perhaps looking at the bench rather than the uh, the, the style. I go, oh my word. Um, but um, Leigh, Eklund, Luolala are the uh, front row. Um, Tuapalotu is captaining um, with Cowley Tuati um, next to him in the engine room. Um, that uh, 
loose trio of uh, Kiriwani, who really stepped up his game last season. Um, Hoskins Satutu, who, uh, who uh, uh, in some ways people thought was actually going to uh, stop Kiriwani from getting into the side. Now they're playing both well together. And uh, Dalton Papialihi there as well. Uh, Nock and Black are the uh, are going to lead the team around the park. Harry Plummer at 12, which is uh, going to go down well with um, most fans. Uh, Rico Wani at 13. And then a back three of Caleb Clark, Mark Talia, and uh, Stephen Perifetta. Um, off the bench, um, uh, Tolai is the hooker. Then you've got the uh, two All Blacks uh, props in Carl uh, um, Twinokafi and Offa Twangafasi. Um, Josh Goodhue and Tom Robinson are the other forward replacements. Um, Aiden Cote is on, uh, or Choate is on uh, debut. Um, then uh, Jordan Ruru and uh, Tanalea Talia. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, again, another six-two um, bench um, as as well here. Um, so uh, Stephen Perifetto being a backup to Terry Black if uh, if he were to go down. So um, <coughs> the uh, perhaps the larger, heavier pack expecting to get run around a bit here, Stephen, and that's why they've got the extra um, the extra forward on the bench. Yeah, if you kind of look back to um, a bit of a template to how they played both those games last week and weekend, very direct and through the middle. And I probably see no change. And once again, it's a compliment to James Lay that he keeps uh, Kaltu Nukuyafi on, on the actual bench as the starter. So for me, a little bit of a surprise there. Um, also a little bit of surprise that Josh Goodhue, who was very good last weekend, um, is um, has been overlooked by... Um, um, Kelly Tuoiti, who uh, we know is a very good footballer, once again, very good carrier as well, maybe just a little bit more physical. So once again, it comes into that direct game plan. I suppose the question mark is around Harry Plummer. I'm not absolutely sold on him as a, uh, as a second five, and we all know he's going to have his hands absolutely full on uh, Saturday, Saturday night, so he'll have to be well on his game. Um Strangely enough, three first fives in that back line. So uh, there's there's, pl there's plenty of playmakers. <laughs> I just hope they can gel. Well, that's what we're seeing, aren't we? I mean, the Reds again. They've got three. They, they've got they've got three in their back line. We've got um, uh, the 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 Hurricanes have got two. Uh, the uh, in fact, perhaps the um, the Crusaders are about the only side that is only playing with one playmaker. Which maybe the Highlanders as well. But uh, with so they've got Joshua Arnie on the bench. But uh, yeah. Multiple playmakers is definitely the way that um, the way they're going. A bit surprised that um, TJ Fayani, ah, TJ Fayani is injured, which is why he is not uh, in that twelve jersey. Um, which and uh, also Finley Christie is um, is off as well, which is uh, uh, so a couple of players injured there that you might have thought would be in the side. Um, so already uh, injury issues for quite a few of the teams early on because uh, Paia. Uh, for the Highlanders, also out for the season now, uh, which is a real shame for them. He was doing really well pre-season. Um, but yeah, with that carrying duo of um, of uh, um, Akiriwani and Hoskins Satutu, as you say, up the middle, um, those two running it hard is uh, is going to be something we're going to see quite some quite uh, quite quite a lot there. Um, some people worried about um, Rico. Um, on defence, mm, I'm not sure. Sure, it's uh, look. I think Rico came through the age grades in the 13 jersey, um, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I don't think he's uh, as 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 poor as perhaps some people think, Stephen. 
Yeah, it's an interesting interesting point from uh, from Stefan. Uh, Plummer will have Rico to help on defence in the uh, in the midfield. Um, yeah, like like I say, on pa- on paper this is a a good Blues team, but you always have that niggly little doubt in the in the back of your mind when you are a, are a Blues Blues supporter. That yeah, there's there's plenty of talent there, but they're going to have to hit the ground running. Yeah, you can play that direct style against the Hurricanes, but boy, if you leave crumbs lying around, and if you're not accurate, and you know Artie Savia will get turnover ball uh, throughout the game, I've seen Nocturnal Rights right before, they'll need a strong scrum. I don't think there'll be too much of an issue at, at scrum and set piece time, but I think the, the key for the Blues is just to be, you need to be accurate, 100% accurate at, at breakdown, especially if you're picking and going through the middle. I mean, so you want to try and grind the Hurricanes down. If you by if you get if the game is loose, then it's at your peril, I reckon, and that's that's going to be the challenge for the uh, for the Blues. You got to play direct. You got to play tight. You've got to be on point. Yeah, it's getting their te- they're getting their breakdown technique right. Um, so going into contact, you have to get down because you're only held up for a ruck. Uh, sorry, held up for a maul, but you don't want to go straight down. Otherwise, that doesn't give you time for your clearers to, to come in. So that that kind of that discipline around carrying into contact um, is going to be key um, for the Blues, as you say, to as to whether they allow players like Kiriwani and Karifi when he comes on to get their hands on that ball. Um, because that's one space, place where the Blues could, and it's going to mean Dalton Papilihi has got a lot of work to do because let's be honest, those uh, those locks and um, and the other two Lucys are not known for their breakdown or, or for their jackling um, work. So, yeah, a lot of work there for Dolson Papilihi in, in in that department. Um, I think I think if I, what's going to be key in this game is um, the just the position. Whoever holds the position the most is is going to have a huge advantage because you talk about how the Blues are going to play. If the Blues play that sort of direct style of game. The big guys just going to be rumbling up through the middle. They all have advantage because they'll be playing that 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 that's what they've got the advantage over the Hurricanes with playing that sort of big boy game. But I think if the Hurricanes hold a lot of position, they're going to be expansive and moving around, and they're going to run these guys around the field, and that's going to tie the Blues out. So whoever holds the ball for a longer period of the time is going to play the game into their hands later on with the work that they're going to have to set their opposition to do in defense. So that's going to be a, a massive part. I think maybe keeping the ball in hand more often than you'd probably kick the ball away just to try and assert your style of play on the match um, rather than just getting out of your own half sort of job. If you're you know, outside of your 22, just play. Play, run them around. Make some make some things happen. The, the Hurricanes, I think they are the ones that probably need to do that more um, to get that advantage over the Blues. But I do have to say, Paul, comparing Ortiti Black, Kerry Plummer and Stephen Pettifetta to James O'Connor and Hamish Stewart, I mean, you know, we're all from New Zealand here, but... Just, that's a bit insulting to the Australians, isn't it? Goodness gracious me! Even I say that. <laughs> so I'm saying three three playmakers, not 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 necessarily the, the, the same standard or style, but three playmakers. Oh, geez, um, Harry Plummer's a concern, man. He he's a real yes. worry. I I like Perifita. I think the last two seasons of of injury concern of him has really uh, stunted his growth as a player. Uh, when he came in, what was he eighteen or so when he debuted? Eighteen, nineteen. He was really young, exciting. Off he. Could be a real star of the future, but boy, the last two years have been really, really rough on him. And I think Harry Plummer doesn't have the mental uh, stability 
to maybe a 12. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to try and convince myself of that either. No, it's a disaster. The further you go out that back line, the kind of worse it gets. Um, 10, 12, 15, massive problems, massive problems. Lamape is going to just be having a, a dream of wonders tonight. He's just be going to see Harry Plummer's face in the mud. He's going to love it. Plummer's not that Plummer's not, it's, it's not a small boy. Um, He's big. Yeah. He's not powerful. Well, yeah, all he's got to do is just get his body in the way somehow to slow slow Lamapi down. It doesn't necessarily. I mean, um, obviously, we don't wish any head knocks on him, but uh, yeah, don't don't worry about the <laughs> that technique. Just, just get your body in the way. Um, Dominic Cooper, <laughs> will will the Blues do it this year? Oh, geez, ask the million dollar question or the five million five billion dollar question. Look, the Crusaders every year um, over um, with especially when we got uh, Razor as their head coach coming as favourites. Absolutely. The Blues, top uh, um, after last year's performances, have to come in as the uh, the top challenger, but they are very much the challenger. Um, whereas the yeah, the, the incumbent um, doesn't look like uh, he's, he's not the old warrior incumbent. He is the at, at the peak of his prime incumbent. Um, unfortunately, the one thing I just want to take up with you on that one, Steve uh, Cornflake, is that the Blues were the team that apparently kicked the most last season in Super Rugby after R. The only game they didn't outkick their opponents was against the Crusaders when they lost. Um, so all the games they won, they won by just kicking the leather off the ball and forcing the opposition to play out from their own half. So uh, now, obviously, without um, Bowden Barrett's kicking game, that's going to be perhaps harder to do. Uh, but again, they've got three kicking options there mm-hmm. in Black, Plummer and um, Perifetta. Plus the box kicking of uh, of knock, this the uh, I think we're going to see a lot of the Blues trying to force the trying trying to force the game to be in the right territory before they actually start playing. Yeah, fifteen man rugby with three kickers. Yeah, I feel sorry for guys like Caleb Clark and Mark Talia as much as I don't rate them. Um, but there you go. Ooh, uh, oh. No, 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 Caleb Clark fan here. I'm sorry. No, no, Caleb Clark fan here. I'm going to buck the trend on that one. Um, Definitely. Then we're going off track here. Going off track here. But yeah, they'll play that game. I, I invite the Hurricanes. The <laughs> I, I invite the Hurricanes to 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 throw it all straight back. Yeah, run it back. Run it. Throw it around. Get get expansive. Get exciting. Play that game. Run the blues ragged. I think they can do it. No problems. I do question why is is Knox starting over um over Ruru? I found that strange the form that Ruru showed because, that last preseason game. Can I can I can I, can I take that one, Paul? It's it's, it's as simple it's simple as that. I mean, it's like Sam Kicking. in probably the last year, two years, has developed his game so much. He's probably got the best high kick game of any player in the country. He's probably got the best pass, maybe bar Aaron Smith in the country, and that's both a right to left pass. But we saw something really good about his game. He actually got forwards. He was actually picking out forwards who were in good running positions close to the ruck last weekend and that's why the Blues were getting over the motoring over the advantage line and that's probably what the coaches saw last week. He's he's come a long way. It was huge for Northland last year. He was a massive loss when uh, they went into the semi, uh, beg your pardon, the final against Hawks Bay where Whakataba really was in no real with greatest respect to the young guy that replaced him, had nothing up against him and uh, if you think back to early last year, pre, pre the, the, the first night of Super Rugby Sam Knock was in a very good, rich vein of form and then uh, picked up an injury along the way. So I, I think mm. he rightly deserves to be the number one uh, 
a choice there. We've seen an improvement in Jonathan Ruru that we actually haven't seen for a couple of years. And that's the exciting thing for the Blues. I think they've always had halfbacks that were always much of a muchness. And they got swapped in and out like I have hot dinners, for crying out loud. And I think that was the issue. Nobody got a full opportunity to actually nail down that spot. And I think here's the opportunity right here, right now, for Sam not playing with a very, very big pack in front of him. And it's no irony that the Blues pack played so well last year that if you think about it, probably both Knock and Finlay Christie went really, really well. I, I put Sam Knock in a very situ- a similar situation to to Xavier, Xavier Rowe, who I rate big time as real possible challenges to an all-black jersey moving forward, especially with TJ Perinato. We actually spoke about that on the driving wall the other night. They are two players I look at as quality. You know, you talk about players that you maybe not so don't rate and who have got big reputation, somebody like Fakatava. You're like, to me, the jury's still out on Fulau Fakatava. And why I say that is because we haven't seen... He hasn't found his ceiling at super rugby level. Yes, we've seen it at Mitre 10 Cup level, but with the greatest of respect, that was at that he played well in a championship final against a, a North and a halfback who was basically playing his second game of the season and uh, who were basically were pretty travel weary, should I say. So, yeah, to me, the jury's still out on Fakatama. He's got potential, but I personally think the two covers are both Sam Knock and Xavier Ray moving forward. Right then, and um, we need to get across the ditch, boys, because we're going to run out of time and uh, cover off on Brumbies versus Waratahs. I think we have this, I think the, a lot of people um, in the chat are thinking that uh, Lamapi against Plummer is going to win it for the Hurricanes, um, but I think the Blues have proved that they're actually uh, a, a decent, uh, a, the second best side in New Zealand. So I think the Blues are going to come out on top. We'll see. Moving across, moving across the uh, <laughs> across the ditch. So the Brumbies hosting the Waratahs. <laughs> um, I will keep on going. Whatever. Um, and uh, the Brumby side, Slipper, McKinley, Alan Alatoa, um, Neville, room, <laughs> Valentini, Brown and Samu at the Lucy's. Shut up, the two of you. I'm speaking. Nick White and Lalaseo are the are the decision makers. Um, we'll have uh, uh, Simone and uh, Ikatua uh, in the centres and then Hanson, Muirhead and Tom Blanks at the back three. Longren, Lloyd, Ross, Frost, Kuzak, Longren again. So, uh, Latchin and Ryan, um, Rizjan, uh, Pasitoa and uh, Finns, Nelia Wasea um, to come off the bench. Um, look, the Brumbies, not the exciting team that the Reds were last weekend, but they were in control uh, and uh, had the uh, the force where they wanted them for a comfortable win over in Western Australia. Um, pretty much a similar side out again. You've got to say, uh, Cornflake, that they're looking good. Um, to uh, looking efficient, aren't they? Well, it's it's a Brumbies. They probably the most one of the most professional looking sort of outfits around. They they know what they got to do. They execute execute it fairly well, and they don't have too many problems doing it. I mean, yet they they really controlled the force. I think the force, like I said in the review last week, the force were probably I think the the better sort of team. Looking at the matchup, if you took the scoreboard out of the equation. And just watch the game for what it was worth. The force had longer periods of, of control in that game. But the Brumbies, I guess they did. They defended better. Um, they controlled the game and they took their chances, uh, which is probably the most important thing. We know they're not a, a big, you know, like say expansive out there try scoring team, but their pack performs well. Uh, they control the breakdown. They're good at the set piece. 
um, and they just know how to get things done. And I think that that little midfield there, Kitao, I thought played pretty well, uh, might prove to be a, a crucial player for their campaign throughout the season. I'm, a, I'm not 100% sold on Mac Hansen out in the wing. They seem to like him out there, but I I just thought he kind of struggled out there last week um, against the force, but we'll see how he progresses. Again, a youngster um, coming through, he's, he's, he's not the big power sort of player that you're kind of used to seeing uh, rumbling out in a number 11 jumper, but yeah, overall finishes uh, if they ever see the ball, but uh, a lot of C I think is a key. Nick White, 19, those guys are the guys to get the job done, so we'll um, we'll see another professional display. I think they've watched the Waratahs last week and they'll have said, we know what we've got to do. Let's get the job done. That's it. Yeah, I, I can't see them beat. I can't see them losing to Waratahs, but I don't think they'll rack up quite the score the Reds did. They're not the they're not as exciting as the Reds, but they are more organised uh, and controlled. Uh, interesting that the Guardian apparently has uh, had an article where the Channel Nine boss is concerned about the Waratahs' competitiveness. Clearly, he's concerned about his uh, his TV ratings um, there. Uh, any comments about the Brumbies before we move on to the Waratahs, Stephen? Steve, sorry, no, not no, not really. Whenever I think of the Waratahs or not being competitive, I think back to that almighty thrashing that the Waratahs got by the Crusaders. When, now, when was that? Back in the late late nineties or early two thousands? God, it was an absolute hiding. It might have been ninety odd odd points 90. the Crusaders put up put on the yeah. Waratahs. Um, listen, I, 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 listen, they'll they'll go out and play with a bit of fight, but they'll they'll just get ground down by that Brumbies team. It's, yeah, it's this, is, this is the preview so show, not the History Channel. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you've with, well, if you want, to, if he's concerned about predictions, when you've been beaten by that much, you really shouldn't be concerned about those sort of uh, uh, predictions moving forward. Yeah, he's concerned about about viewer numbers. Uh, so quickly through that Waratahs side, then Bell, Horton, uh, Johnson, Holmes are uh, the uh, front row. Um, Caird and Wetton in the engine room. Swinton, Tizano, and Jack Dempsey are the uh, Lucys. Jack Grant and Will Harrison are the uh, inexperienced uh, nine ten, um, with uh, Moreno, sorry, Ma Maria. Ma Ma ah, sorry, my, sorry guys, I'm, I'm butchering Tapai's um, surname here. Um, there, along with Newsom in the uh, the centres, uh, Ram, uh, Marky Mark, and Jack Maddox are the back three. Um, looking at the replacements, Poriki. Faulkner, uh, Tatola, are the, are the front row. Williams, Hugh Sinclair, uh, the, are the rest of the forwards. Uh, Harry Robertson, um, uh, Ed Med, uh, and um, Riley are the other replacements. And yeah, look, we have not seen an inex this inexper inexperienced side uh, from the Waratahs for many years. And we said it's last week as well. Uh, and they're going to struggle, let's be honest. Uh, and uh, oh, hope hopefully, Cornflake has composed himself after my awful pronunciations and i'm sorry folks for having a bad day today <laughs> hey look if you want to get want to take a positive let's, let's take a positive for the waratahs shall we let's let's look at the, where, the where, pluses where? they do here we go how do um the waratahs get the best out of this matchup well the brumbies are going to play a different style than the reds like you've already pointed out the only thing that i really see a chance in them is if they are adapting more to that sort of brumby style of rugby than they are to the expanse of fun rugby, happy scoring tries from all over the field, Reds type of rugby. They might be more you know, comfortable playing that sort of style, that more like we talked about the Blues, a direct sort of style of rugby and that sort of thing. So, hey, that's the only positive I can see for them. Uh, they've lost their, um, they've lost their um, number nine, uh, forgot his name, key guy. He's out for the rest of the season. Jack Grant's coming in. It, it's all going uh, pear-shaped. 
No, not Joe Powell. He's he's oh. he's at the Rebels. Jake Gordon. Oh. Jake Gordon. There we go. Yeah, yep. so he's gone for the season. Um, yeah, so it's trouble for them. He was the main leader, but um, yeah, we'll just have to hope that old Marky Mark can do the job, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, and look, look, he he is look, he, he's he's a big boy, as you said. Um, uh, Mac Hansen isn't, uh, and he's up against Mac Hansen. So yeah, there, there is a good yeah, he's got an opportunity there um, on that one um, as well. So thank you, boys. Any last points? Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'll join us. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be having post-match reactions to the two Super Rugby Aotearoa games straight after the games, uh, and also join us at 8 p.m. on Sunday to do to do the uh, Super Rugby review. We'll wrap up all four games uh, uh, in that one. That generally is the show that goes the most uh, off the rails um, that we have here on New Zealand Sports Radio. So, if you like um, tangential discussions and things, then the the Sunday show is for you um, at, at 8 p.m. So, do join us. For that, thank you very much, Steve Cornflake, and thank you very much, Stephen Harrison. Um, hope you uh, boys are having a fantastic week. Uh, and yes, Super Rugby is almost here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 